Hello and welcome back to Tell Me More Rodney. Thank you so much for coming back, giving me your ears and being a part of the the show. Um, Today's a special episode. We're going to be uh, taking a look back on this this season one, this this journey that you've been on with me. And I'm so appreciative of of you coming and being a part of this and and supporting me. And um, I was thinking about like how to explain this episode. And it's we're just going to take a look back. We're going to go back and we're going to look at some past episodes. I'm going to pull some clips, uh, some of the highlights from some of the past episodes here in season one. And uh, I may go a little bit deeper into those episodes and, and give you a little bit more. I may tell you a little bit more, uh, hence the, the name of the podcast. Uh, and that was kind of my theme of this is I wanted to, you know, just tell you a little bit during the episodes and then take an opportunity to tell you more as we grew together, as the the podcast grew, as the audience uh, came into the door, new members, new listeners, new whatever you want to call yourself, friends is what I like to call you guys. Um, And I still, oh my God, I just realized that I said that on the episode, I have to come up with a name for uh, the the group of loyal listeners, my tribe, but I, I guess, well, I guess we'll have to do it in season two, but I'm really, really excited. And I thank you so much for, you know, supporting me and and being here and definitely to all of the guests who've come on. And I got people so lined up for next season um, that that have already agreed. And and those that have reached out and said, hey, um, you know, you know, one of the the interesting things I get is when people they, they reach out to me, they call me or they text me. And they're like, you know, hey, Rodney, you know, I'm listening to your show and I think it's, you know, I think it's pretty cool. And I go, well, why don't you come on? And they go, what? You know, they, they're kind of like taken aback. But um, it's when I when I tell them it's it's just us having an honest conversation, a real conversation. And I go, it's just this conversation that we're having right now over the phone. And I'm, I'm opening myself. I'm opening, uh, I'm introducing my friends. I'm interested in I'm meeting new people uh, through this. I'm, I'm, you know, gaining new friends and, and people in my life. So it's, it's so positive. And, and, you know, I just want to look back on, you know, how far we've come together. You guys have supported me through like the bad technology, the, the horrible sound, the, 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 the mistakes, the, the mispronunciation of words or, or whatever. And, and, and you guys have just like totally embraced me. You, you guys are awesome. Like if no one's told you that today, you're, you're awesome. And, and, and it really, really, really has, um, it's changed me. You know, it really has changed me a lot. I, I've become uh, a lot more open, um, more, um, I've, I guess I've always been open, but this is like, I guess I'm just, I don't know. I'm just giving myself to more of the world. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're going to take a look back at a, at a few episodes uh, from season one. I'm going to pull some clips, drop them in, and we'll talk about them a little bit. I'm going to listen to them with you, and, and then we'll 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 get into it. And now I'll, I'll I'll also go into the mailbag. I've been getting uh, some DMs and emails and things like that, and that's at, at Tell Me More Rodney on um, Instagram. People have been DMing me there. Um, I just created the Twitter page. Um, that's Tell MM Rodney uh, on Twitter. And, and you know, so nothing really coming in there because it's brand new. And, and literally, I haven't been like, 
promoting that at all. Uh, but I, I did it because of a, a message I got from someone. They're like, yo, I don't use Instagram and, you know, Rodney, the, the world, uh, you, you may have a, a better reach as far as people being able to reach you uh, and contact you via Twitter. So uh, I took that person's advice. Uh, I just want to thank them for that. Again, it's you guys. I mean, this is your show. This is something that literally, if you're just listening to it, you don't have to just listen to this. Like, come be a part of it. You have a story. And, and my God, I, I want to help you share it. I want to share it. I want to hear it. I want to learn from it. I want to learn from you. Stop just being you. Like, c- come on, you know, and join us. So, all right, we're going to take a look back at, at a few episodes uh, here in season one. I think we'll, let, let me see which one I want to pull. Okay, so I guess I have to start with episode one. I, I want you guys to uh, check out this intro. Hello and welcome to Tell Me More, Rodney. I am your host. I am your captain. I'm your guide. I'm your friend, Rodney. And today is a special day for me. This is uh, episode one. Okay, keeping it real. Yo, that took me like seven takes. It was, I was so nervous. I, I just wanted to, I wanted it to be right. You know, I mean, I don't know. That was crazy. I remember when I was recording episode one and one of the things that I wanted to do was set the tone and and make it about not just me, but about about the people in my life. So here's a little segment from uh, episode one when I was kind of just introducing you guys to me and talking a little bit about my past. But I didn't realize it then. But now that I look back on it, I I didn't realize I was setting my guest list. I was setting uh, I was setting my intentions of the people that I wanted to have on the show. Okay, so here's another clip, and it kind of explains what I'm talking about. Those awards, while I appreciate them, I think what I'm getting ready to talk about, what I'm about to share, is way more important than any of those things. I I think you can get caught up into accolades and things like that. And, And to be honest... I tell you what, as the years go by, it's not that I'm not proud of winning those awards, but uh, they mean a little less, you know, because it's really about the people. It was about those friends that I had, those sales counselors that worked for me, uh, those marketing professionals and people that work with me and that are still my friends today. Wow. So that's that's what I meant by like setting. I guess I was like manifesting this. Uh, It's funny that we get to Rodney's manifesto. And I I didn't know that back then I was kind of doing that and real not realizing what it is I wanted to accomplish or what I wanted to bring forward, what I wanted to share with you. And uh, it's those friends, those people that I was just talking about way back in that, that first episode that that help me build season one. And and keep in mind when I shot when I did that episode, I hadn't told anyone, I hadn't reached out to any one of them and said, Hey, I'm getting ready to do this and I need to, like nothing. It it lit I just went with it and, and the show uh, became what you heard uh, in, in season one. I mean the the people were just they were just themselves and that's that's what I wanted. I, I didn't any of them will tell you I didn't send them hey I'm going to ask you about this and we're going to talk about this I just said hey um I got this show and why don't you come on and just be yourself and and share would would you mind sharing yourself with 
the people that I'm trying to reach. And I can't thank them enough for doing this. So, all right, let, let's continue to drive on. Uh, let's jump into episode two. Uh, I guess I should be telling you the titles of these episodes, but I don't know. I don't even want to do that. I want you to just hear it, kind of remember it. And if you don't, if you want to know the title, go back and listen to it. All right, Let, let's let's check out episode two. Well, as you can see by the title, uh, we're going somewhere new, and um, what we're going to be talking about today is uh, guess what? You you can't get better watching someone else do it. Okay, so in that episode, in, in episode two of season one, that that statement that you can't get better by watching someone else do it, I mean, that episode really wasn't for you guys. That was really a, that was really for me. That that was something that I needed to hear. I mean, at that point, I was like watching YouTube. I was like watching training videos. I was just trying to learn how to do this, like how to, to do this right. Cause I wanted it to be good. I wanted to, to deliver a good product. And, you know, I just had to stop with like all of the YouTube. I had to stop with like all of the research and I just had to start putting out episodes. I just started to start making mistakes and, and, and I had to get Jeff Bezos out of my pocket. I mean, come on. When you start something new, it's easy to go crazy on Amazon. I mean, I was just like, nah. So selfishly, episode two was, uh, it was more of a, a self-talk. It was a, a pep talk for myself about like, Rodney, you know, get off the sidelines. Just just do your thing. Do it your way. And whoever embraces it, they, they will embrace it. Okay, so let's check out another clip from another uh, episode of uh, season one. Uh, here's an episode that is, uh, it's a special one. It's one that, uh, listen, this, this young man, is, he's, he's a special guy. And I'm talking about EJ, who, who came on. He's new and, and thinking about getting into real estate. And you guys really embraced this episode. Let me, let me tell you, you guys really, really did embrace this episode. I forget what the title title was, but uh, it was just this open, candid conversation between myself and EJ. All right, here we go. Uh, welcome to the show. I have a special guest, uh, a new friend, uh, someone that I'm excited to to share with you guys. Um, he agreed to do this, and I thank you so much. I really want to have that recorded and said of how appreciative I am for you coming on. Uh, EJ, uh, welcome to the show, man. I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you for inviting me. All right, before we get into it, let me get the housekeeping. Now, EJ, you mentioned that uh, you have a podcast, right? And you've been on one or something like that. So I don't have a podcast, but a podcast is one of my many uh, dreams. To I definitely do want to start one. I feel okay. like it's an amazing way to to track your journey and to yeah. always have something to look back on. Okay, I completely forgot EJ said that. And it's look at how weird it is that I'm doing this episode looking back on my journey. Okay, so I'll shut the hell up. Back to EJ. Just a little bit about me. I'm a 20-year-old college student. Um, um, I really knew that real estate has always been something I was passionate about. So I felt like getting your real estate license was, um, getting my real estate license was an obvious next step. So I went and did it, and it's like the title of your episode would have been great clickbait for me because <laughs> I would have been scrolling, and that would have been the like the first thing for me because it's like literally right after you get your real estate license, it's like now what? Okay, so 
in those earlier episodes, one of the things I wanted to accomplish was not like getting like the veterans and the people who've been doing it 20 years. I wanted someone who, you know, had fresh eyes, someone who was new to the industry like EJ. Just being in this industry, um, me being in the industry for like not even a year, but being yeah. in this industry, yeah, I, I'm starting to see that um, a lot of people might say certain things. But you, but it's up to you to to do that research. So yeah. everyone's gonna tell you the whatever they can tell you, so that they can get you a, a part of their team for whatever reason. There's a variety of reasons that they can be trying to get you on their team. But it's up to you to do that research behind the scenes to see if that's a team that you really want to be a part of, because everyone's doing different things that may or may not be for you. Okay, so I'm just going to stop that episode right now because that's an episode that I think a lot of people need to go back and listen to. And I don't care if you've been doing it 40 years, go back and listen to what that young man had to say. And that episode, it it took me to um, a personal episode, one that um, I did on my own, just a one-on-one with Rodney. And it was titled Peaks and Valleys. Peaks and Valleys has been one of my top replayed uh, episodes uh, so far from uh, season one. Um, I told a a personal story during this episode. Uh, I I wanted to be open and honest. Uh, Again, one of my goals of having this podcast was not to come on here and, and be like everyone else or just talk about set real estate sales and strategies and you know how how great it is and I, I wanted to have interesting guests with with a lot of different backgrounds I wanted people who were new I wanted people who've been in the industry I wanted people who've who've gotten out of the industry but I also wanted to deliver a, a little bit of myself uh to you to you guys I, I wanted um I wanted an opportunity to connect and and for you guys to 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 see and hear my journey and and this journey that I'm still going on I mean I'm I'm, I'm one of those people that will, will tell you, you know, I'm still figuring it all out. And and I thank you so much for, you know, just being a part of it. So uh, in this um, next episode, I believe this was uh, episode seven of season one, we, you know, I went into, you know, peaks and valleys. Uh, let's give it a listen. My real estate career actually started in a valley, uh, believe it or not. I mean, I got into real estate uh, I want to say it was 2008, nine, somewhere in there. I don't know. Do your own research. Look it up if you want to. But uh, I think it was either 2008 or 2009. I was getting in real estate or got into real estate, uh, general real estate. And the market was crazy. There was there was so many things going on, like uh, foreclosures and the whole thing was going on with the banks. I mean, the, I mean it was crazy. And, and I... I I kind of naively, you know, if that's a word, I, I was very naive when I walked into real estate and just thought like, okay, hey, I, I want to help people. What are you guys all freaking out about? You know, because I didn't have that history. I didn't have that that negative history. I didn't have the peak. I mean, those people had, you know, what they don't tell you, those people had a peak, you know, so they somewhat had an advantage. A lot of them um, were coming off of a peak and it, it was on the way down. 
And they were telling me all these things like, oh, this is the worst time to get in real estate. Don't do it. You know, um, you know, who who told you this was a good idea to do? You know, uh, there were people making fun of me like in, in the office for, for getting into real estate uh, during that time. But uh, what they didn't tell me, too, is that, um, yeah, they came off of a peak. You know, I mean, they they made a lot of money. They did very, very well. And, you know, I was starting in a valley and I really do believe that that valley um, from in the market that I started was the best thing for me because I came in when everybody was back focused on education, when everybody was thinking about uh, the brokerages we're talking about, we got to train, we got to, we got to help, you know, we got to figure out how we're going to survive. So education is like the number one thing, like you see, like pushed. I think colleges and universities make so much money in valleys when, when things go down, I mean, they're like retrain, you know, learn a new skill. Like they start beating that drum and and they start making that money. Uh, The trainers pop out. Uh, the people that um, are into consulting uh, come out. They start making a lot of money. So it, it's a it's a weird time. But uh, what was good for me in that valley and then when the market was going down and, you know, um, heading that way was that uh, I was there to I came in wanting to learn. You know, I came in wanting to be trained. So I was trained in the valley. You know, I learned my my real estate. I began my real estate career at like a in complete valley in the market. There were short sales going on. There were foreclosures. There were HUD sales. If, if anyone remember those, uh, there were, you know, the bank owned properties were big. I mean, there were just a lot of things going on. I mean, homes were looking bad. I mean, you would see, I mean, the foreclosed homes that we were seeing in the market, you would go show one and like literally people were, you know, they were, it's a very emotional thing. And people, you know, I, again, I hear all these investors and so-called, you know, real estate, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to call them. You know, they always open it up with I'm not a financial uh, advisor. So, yeah, when you hear that, you really need to take that uh, for what it is. They, some of these people, I mean, just just be careful. Um, but, you know, foreclosure and that when I saw that firsthand when you go and see a bank owned or tour or tour or preview or visit a home that has been foreclosed on you see some interesting things and again this is the side of real estate that people don't talk about you know as I think back on it I remember there was another um kind of service that a lot of agents and realtors and companies and brokerages kind of got into. They were um, short sales. And uh, for those of you that don't know, a short sale is like, it's like a when, you know, you have a transaction when the in which the lender, you know, they agree to accept less uh, than the mortgage owed on the current home uh, by the homeowner. Uh, in, in, in some cases, the, the difference would be like forgiven by the lender. Not always, but uh, it, it was like a way of um, selling a home with a negative equity because home values were were in some areas, they were, they were dropping very, very fast. I mean, you'd have a house that you bought and 
when it started, the market started changing or going down, uh, people still had their lives going on. They still needed to, you know, move. They still needed to relocate. They still needed to upgrade, downsize. Uh, some people couldn't afford those mortgages anymore. Um, so a lot, because life happens. Uh, I think I mentioned it during the episode. When you go into a home that's been foreclosed on or, or something like that, you see a, a lot of emotion in the home. I mean, you see holes. Uh, I've I've personally seen holes punched in walls. That was like the telltale sign. You see like these holes punched in, in walls. And um, believe it, one of the areas that I, I kind of saw that was like kids rooms. Like you can, I, I don't know if you've been to like a, a vacant home and, and you see like the, the, the walls and the, the different rooms, you can kind of, if you've been doing it a long time, you can kind of tell like who lived in that room. You could tell if it was a small child's room or like a teenager's room. Like it's, I don't know. You, you can just tell uh, sometimes by the paint colors or decorations and things like that, but you can kind of spot those things. But I would see those things. I would see like the, the holes uh, punched in the walls and, you know, uh, you, you saw a lot of stuff. And I remember a lot of agents were, were getting into trying to help people. I'm not saying they were taking, I mean, people forget what the real estate uh, community did for a lot of people. It's not always about just who you help buy a home or who uh, you how fast you got someone's home sold. Sometimes it's about who you helped. And I remember meeting agents who were very, very passionate about it. They, they were on a mission. They would go out and they would seek out, you know, you know, sometimes they would say distressed homeowners and kind of just be like, you know, I can help you with this. I don't want you to have a foreclosure. I want to help you and guide you through this. So it was a very, very, um, a self, uh, selfless service that they got because I know that's not necessarily a public thing uh, for advertising, but privately, you I'm sure those agents that that worked with short sales, I mean they they literally was they helped a lot of people out of some some tough situations and it was a great thing to do. I know that had to be very fulfilling for them and I know they made customers like for a lifetime because I mean you you don't know a lot of the consumers and a lot of the homeowners and people out there they didn't know what their options were and they were just like you know wait a minute I I can do this and you know how you can help me and it's it's one of those things where you know you have people that hey they don't have a whole bunch of money for repairs and they don't have a you know big negotiating power I mean they were you know in a lot of cases they were um they were in a almost powerless situation where if they had a good agent that could, you know, make them, you know, give them some confidence and give them some power and help them, um, out of a tough situation. So kudos to the people that were, that were uh, out there working, uh, in short sales and, and helping people and helping families, you know, all across the world, um, you know, with their, with their mortgage issues and, and their problems, because I mean, they, they help some people avoid foreclosure, which again gives them an opportunity to to re, rebound and you know come out of a uh, a valley you know so peaks and valleys was a was a very therapeutic uh, episode for me it was an opportunity for me to open up just share and and give you guys a, a little bit of me raw and, and uncut um, and and then this episode came up episode eight of season one is when I I reached back uh, to someone I've. I haven't been in touch with, uh, just, just being honest, but you wouldn't know it, uh, from the conversation and this episode that we had, you know, it was an opportunity for me to, to, it gave me an 
excuse to reach back and, and call up some 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 friends and, and people that really helped me and impact me uh, throughout my life and my real estate career. And I'm telling you, Selena, uh, this episode is, is another fan favorite uh, where people really, really, uh, you know, gravitated to her. And, and really, this was like one of the top shared episodes, I believe so far of, um, of season one, but, uh, a lot of people, you know, really seem to enjoy, um, meeting and getting to know a little bit. I mean, you guys only got the surface of, of Selena. Uh, she's, she's an amazing person. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's, let's take a, a journey back and a quick little peek into episode eight of, uh, tell me more Rodney with Selena at the company right now is, and we'll leave the company out, but what, what is your actual mm-hmm. title now? Um, mayor. I'm just kidding. Um, it's the, <laughs> the mayor of Louisville? <laughs> the mayor. Yeah. No, I'm the community manager, which okay. actually people have told me like, you're literally the mayor of your own little town. I've heard, I've heard that. And I yeah. was like, you know what? You kind of are like, everybody comes to you for, everything you have to make sure everybody follows the rules you got to make everybody happy um so we do a lot of resident events to make sure our our residents stay involved they know each other they know their neighbors they're more likely to be nice to each other if they know who they are so we try to keep everybody together yeah i guess it would be like you know i mean and then the (laughs) how many people like you meet and you 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 learn their lives like like mm-hmm. doing that real estate is very oh, yeah. very personal when when right. you're doing that i mean you're mm-hmm. you're seeing the good you're seeing mm-hmm. the bad you, yep. you're seeing you're seeing some stuff i mean you're literally seeing their life i mean from right. the point of outside of real estate we kind of like hand it off to a loan officer but mm-hmm. you guys are there like at the application process mm-hmm. and, and helping people come through the right. door and they're like you know, hey, I'm looking for a place to stay. Like mm-hmm. they, they need, and you're the last resort. And then people don't forget right. that in real estate. I tell them this is we. These are sister industries. I, I used to tell right. people all the time. Real estate and leasings are sister industries. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. people in real estate. There's so much hyperbole in real estate, mm-hmm. and everybody's yelling. I see some of these crazy ads <laughs> and stop paying rent. You know, get a house. And it's like uh, not everybody's in the position to get a house. Like right. no one comes off of their high horse and, and really right. looks at it. And then not everybody's ready. For that level of responsibility so you guys mm-hmm. are like grooming homeowners i mean mm-hmm. you're you're literally the training ground for a lot right. of people living yeah. in a community i mean it's yeah. the first for a lot of people it's their first space yeah right yeah i mean 100 percent. first time renters um i always feel like we're the we're like the stepping stone until to the buying a house like we you know they come here they get to save money they get to you know, not have to worry about maintenance. They don't have to worry about anything that's broken down. And I always tell everybody, if you're if you're here because you want to buy a house, just you know, just be happy that you don't have to fix anything yet. Because once you buy your house, that's all you you gotta oh, yeah. fix everything. You gotta call. You gotta do all that. You can't do like here. You just pick up the phone and say, "Hey, this is broken." We come twenty four hours within twenty four hours. It's it's fixed. But yeah. if you buy a house, I said just be prepared. It is not that fast. I promise you. Um, yeah. but a lot of, yeah, but we do, we get to know a lot of personal, uh, things about all of our residents, which I love. And I tell my staff, I said, look, I said, you're a counselor, you're a friend, you're an ear, you know, you're who they vent to. I was like, some of these people, they don't have anybody to talk to. So we're, we're that person. Yeah. We're the person that they're going to come to. And 
you know, we build a lot of a lot of bonds that way. And, you know, we, we do build friendships sometimes off of that. And uh, we have long term friends. I, I mean, I have friends that, you know, from previous properties I've worked at, they're st- they're my friend to this day. You know, after hearing Selena make that statement about long term friends and, you know, it just it it's so her. It's it's just, you know, for me, like I, I you know, it's like once you get the, the friendship label from Selena, and I hope you're listening to this, um, you know, it's like for life. And she's such a, a, a loyal and, and and just great person. So I know like all of her people that work for her, work with her, um, you're, 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 you have someone special. And I will say that I had someone, I have someone uh, very, very uh, special with Selena in my life. And it's been like super cool, like reconnecting and, and like, you know, just being a part of her world. And uh, I'll tell you guys, um, go find the page. Uh, tell me more, Rodney. She has those some beautiful uh, fur babies that I have to mention. And, and I mean, she's awesome. So uh, I just wanted to say that uh, b- before, but go back and listen to the episode. I mean, yes, it's a lot of, you know, talk. And again, Rodney's not like doing like this intense interview uh, of people. We're just having like an open conversation. So go check that episode out, you know, uh, definitely. And you'll learn a lot about the the leasing industry that I'm, I'm telling you, I've like, had an apartment. Most people have, but I had no idea like, um, you know, the back end of, of that business and, you know, and also the parallels between uh, leasing, uh, the leasing industry and, and, and general real estate. Uh, there are a lot of parallels that, uh, you know, she, you know, well, for me doing my own research, uh, you know, in getting ready for that, um, you know, that conversation that we had. It taught me a lot. Uh, I learned a lot and, and it was super cool. So I don't know, maybe you'll learn something, but I, I tell you this, you, you'll meet someone that's super cool, uh, definitely uh, in Selena. So let's let's continue to drive on. Let, let's look at another episode. All right. And hello, 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 everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Tell me more, Rodney. And this is going to be a fun evening. I have someone special that I get to sit down with, uh, one of Houston's top mortgage officers, the mortgage maven herself, Miss Siam Maxi. And, and I'm going to go ahead and throw that disclaimer in there that I know she love. NMLS number 1093963. Okay, so before we get too deep into this episode, I got to you know, say, Siam, you're, you're the best. You're, you're awesome. And you guys enjoy this. Rodney, who are you talking to? Man, I got the mortgage maven on my show, uh, Miss Siam. And, you know, the things that I'm trying to just gather my thoughts, but just take a moment. I, I was going to say, introduce yourself, but if you'll just allow me to read some things that I pulled. Because okay. I, I I think I need to I think I need to introduce you to my friends. Okay. Um, licensed in four states: Florida, Louisiana, Illinois, and Texas. Okay, so add California, add Minnesota. Cali- ooh, ooh. <laughs> and Georgia. I told I told y'all she bad. I, I told went, y'all. I just went out there. So <laughs> I told y'all she is bad. She doesn't play. Now, I did run across some other things, too. Um, you spent some time, you were doing some teaching and, and teaching financial literacy. And that's kind of what you and I talked about. We had lunch uh, together and, and we just had like this open conversation. And and that's what, you know, we were talking about. We like 
you, you talked to me and you were like, Rodney, that's, that's what people need to hear. That's what we need to be talking about out here. But one of the things that I saw that I'm really, really proud, 18 years as a volunteer and doing that work for the Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> How did you get, and, and I'm like, no, you don't just got it on your approach. You got the hat and the pictures and you out there hammering and this stuff. <laughs> what is, what, okay, how did you even get it? What is that about? I got to ask you, that's my first question. What are you doing and, and how did you get into that? Okay, so Habitat for Humanity, we build affordable houses for mid to, mid to low income people throughout the United States, but abroad as well. We're in, Ooh, 21 countries. So we're doing a damn thing. And so in 2005, mm-hmm. we had Katrina. And a lot of people from Katrina came to Houston and they placed, they were placed in the Georgia Brown and the Reliance Center for housing. And yeah. Oprah Winfrey actually had an initiative to build Angel Tree Lane is the name of the subdivision. And so she built 20, uh, 65 houses. And so wow. she needed volunteers. And since I taught financial literacy already with Habitat, I decided to join forces. And I went and was a part of building those 65 houses and have not left Habitat. No, you, you haven't. You, you got, I, I was looking at the, I'm like, what are you doing out there with the hammer? And I mean, you're doing <laughs> manual labor uh, yeah. with this. This isn't for the photo op. You have to put literally doing that work and putting in that work. So I got to let people know. I mean, you, 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 you walk that walk, you know, so I, I'm, I don't know. It's just, it just says a lot about you and, and a lot of people just. Just don't do it. I, I've seen, I've been in this industry for quite some times and, you know, they throw those parties. Oh, we're going to go do something with Habitat for Humanity. And it's kind of more like a photo op deal. Yeah, and right. they kind of do that and then they're gone. But you, you've remained consistent uh, in that kind of work and, and doing that stuff for all those years. Um, let, let's get into this thing. Take people to our conversation and just some of the things that that we talked about. But I was I was taken off of that when I was listening to one of your episodes uh, and you were talking about I want to make sure I get the quote right. Realtors needs to realtors need to focus on finding the home. Oh, all right. Come on. And let you find the money. That's right. Because I'm the money lady. Okay, what's going on in the industry? Why? That's a simple statement, but it's so much into it. And I see the post, uh, you call it the chatter, uh, all the stuff that's out there. And I see, you know, people buy houses, the realtors, you know, buy a house, zero money down and FHA. They're, they're talking about financing and they really haven't educated themselves. What's going on with that? I'm stopping it right there because you need to go back and listen to that episode. Listen, Siam Maxi is an awesome mortgage professional. She's licensed and I think it was a total like seven states. Uh, you got to listen to the episode for yourself, but uh, she's an educator. Uh, she's someone who has um, been in this industry for years, someone who knows the the front end, back end uh, of loans and mortgages. And, and I don't know how she stays current with everything, but listen to her podcast too. She has a wonderful podcast that's growing 
It's one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, uh, The Mortgage Maven. Uh, check it out. I think it's like on like all platforms, and I think she's like going to like YouTube too. So uh, don't yell at me, Cyan, for not remembering uh, exactly everything. But y'all do the research. Find her. Find her. Trust me. Uh, it's one of those things when I'm in my truck, uh, I, I listen to you know the new information because it's not like uh, the chatter, as she say to quote her. It's not the chatter. It's it's the real information. So. Go back, listen to that episode, uh, join her, follow her, uh, and, and, and link up. Uh, if you're, you're thinking about buying a home, if you're a mortgage professional in one of those states that she lists, I mean, she's like almost like, you know, international, uh, damn near, uh, but you're just here in, in the continental United States, but, uh, it's just, it's super, super cool, man. Uh, that's a lot of information and I didn't do it any justice. Trust me. You got to go to her podcast, uh, to, to grab some, some more of her. Okay. So anyway, that that was a really, really uh, uh, fun episode with with a fun person and someone I definitely consider a friend. Thank you so much, Siam, for doing that. Okay, so here's another episode, and I'm not like going in order. I'm kind of skipping around because um, I've been like re-listening to the episodes and things like that. And uh, here's a fun one from someone who is just another amazing person. Um, My first guest, uh, someone that I I reached out to early into this, uh, mainly because it was a it, it was a safe space for me. It was a safe you know, um, interview. It was a safe, uh, first time that this person would give me, uh, great feedback would give me the, the stuff that I needed to grow. It's, that's kind of how our relationship has always been. It's, it's been like, you know, iron sharpens iron and we, we always hold each other very, very accountable, uh, and to a very, very high standard. So, uh, I hope that, uh, teases it up, uh, but on episode five, and I wanted to save this one, uh, you, you guys got to meet someone, um, someone again, some, someone very, very special and, and very smart, uh, a wealth of knowledge, uh, Miss Erica Ramon. All right, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Hey, I have I have a special guest, a longtime friend, companion. That um, this is this is you're my first guest. What? Yeah, Hold you're like you're, you're like what? Like right? Who who else is coming on this damn show <laughs> except me? You know, like you're all I got. You know, so we'll just turn it into a weekly series. I know, right? Until someone listening to it, but it's crazy. Let, let, let me. You know what? I should show you this. Um, people have been listening. I like I, I get like this report that mm-hmm. shows and, and why is a guy in Brussels listening to me? But he's in there, you know, and I got like followers and subscribers and, and it, like you get this report from like your, your feed that you use and um, Spotify is one of them. And it tells you, you know, a little data about your audience mm-hmm. and things like that. So I'm nosy, you know, I hey, peek we'll in take there. It. Yeah, I I peek in, but hey, do you have your phone next to you? I want to send you something so you can look at it because I sent you an original title that I was thinking Mm -hmm. about for this show. This is, oh, by the way, everyone, this is episode five. That's right. I made it to the full hand. That's right. Give me a wave. Erica, it's a special day. Um, I had a, a, a friend of mine on Instagram uh post that it's it's national texas day 
National Texas Day, really, we're that conceited. We need our own day. It's not just yeah. we can't secede from the union. We got to have our own day. <laughs> yes, it's today. is, And guess what? In honor of you being here, it is Black History Month. So <laughs> that's right. Welcome. I'm sure people are going to see uh, Erica Ramon in the, the title of it and be like, wait a minute, what the what's going on? Uh, well, they'll assume it's National Hispanic Month, which yeah. I'm not. So. <laughs> All right, listen. All right, so people are going to click out. I also see when they like get pissed off and they're like five seconds into the show and they're like, all right, I'm out. Oh, here. they're already gone. It's just Rodney, me Rodney's talking about. And you know, it's probably some some really good friends that are just like, you know, let me let me listen, let, let me kick in. But I'm telling you, doing this and being on this journey has been like, it's been wild for me. It, it, seriously, dude, it, it's been. I'm so proud of you, man. You've made I, it. We talked about this for years. Yeah. Like, I, 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 oh, and by the way, and you're doing it. Yeah, I, I could. I couldn't believe it. I, I just like, you know, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I've been training. I've been teaching. I, I've been coaching. It, it's it's been in me. And you know, I was I was talking with a, a builder, a new builder today this morning, and uh, of course they're like, "Hey, will you come work with us and help us out?" You know, and I'm like, "Ooh, you got problems." Well, uh, we all need it right now. Everybody oh, call us. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, to to say the least. But anyway, I did make some notes and uh, with some stuff that I wanted to talk about. I guess we should. We're rambling like we're old friends and people are listening to this going like, who the hell, who's he even talking to? Uh, but let's go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, that's just, it's been so long, right? Since we've had like a face to face and, and, and we're doing this over a nice, uh, beer and, yeah, and, and it's super chill. And, and, and it's and a beer. It's not a gin and tonic. That's what yeah. it used to be at this point. Oh, I know. Hey, by the way, I've switched to bourbon. Oh my God! I know. Happens? Yeah, it's it's with the boots, and I don't know. Houston it's has the boots really. And the lone star. What's happened to you? Yeah, Houston has. Re- I don't know. I'm becoming like super Texas, and I know someone's listening to this, going, you know, where is this Texas? You know, and they're like googling it or whatever. But um, no, it, I've really, really just you know, gotten comfortable. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I got tickets to the rodeo. I'm going there um, uh, next month. So I'm excited about that. And, and that's crazy for anybody like looking on, um, I might post it on like um, Instagram. And I did create an Instagram uh, page for this page, uh, for this podcast. Uh, it's Tell Me More Rodney. And you can look that up. But Erica, look, tell everybody who you are and, and I'm going to shut up, take a sip and, and let you let you introduce yourself because we're going to be talking about location. We're going to be talking about marketing and just a whole bunch of stuff. I said, I don't want to put it in a box. I really just want to let my friend, my dear friend, come in and and just share you with the world. And thank you for coming in and sharing yourself with the world. I mean, literally, we don't know, you know, who the hell knows who's listening to this, but I really, really was so excited. And having you here is just like, I don't know. It's it's the craziest thing ever. And I know you've had a crazy day. So shut up, Rodney, and let you talk. You're go. good. Go. Um, what is what is there to say? I, I'm Erica Ramon. I've been in this business for ten years, which means I've aged twenty years. Let's cut to the chase. There. It's like dog years. Um, it's like dog years. I mean, Rodney, I think you have a picture from me ten years ago. I looked like a totally different person than I look like today. You got salt and pepper going on, and <laughs> I've got you know two kids in the mix at this point. Okay, you get it. 
uh, Eric and I had a lot of fun doing, I had a lot of fun. I, I won't speak for her, uh, but I had a lot of fun just, just having her here. And, and thank you so much for coming on the show and, and being my first uh, coming in and, and you're just awesome. So you guys listen to that episode. Enjoy episode five. All right. So moving right along, let's let's jump into um, let's jump forward uh, from episode five. I want to go all the way up to like episode 16. And on episode 16, uh, I talked about the iBuyers and the iBuyers space. And this was a very controversial episode uh, because uh, I've again, I've worked in uh, several I've worked in real estate in a lot of capacities. Uh, I've worked in, like I said, I've mentioned general, and also I worked in the, the tech side on the iBuyer space and things like that. And a lot of people kind of reached out. But I will say this, uh, since airing this and since uh, publishing this episode, a lot of people have told me that they've done they've done the research. They they took my advice and, and, and they did the research. And, and you know, I, I thought that was cool. So hopefully uh, it, was, it wasn't a long episode, but hopefully you got something out of it too. Let, let's take a peek and a look back uh, at episode 16 of uh, season one of Tell Me More, Rodney. Okay, so what is an iBuyer? Now, if you go to each of the companies, all of the iBuyer companies out there, they, they each have their own different definition where they kind of uh, say, we're this type of iBuyer. And the other one will say, well, we're this type of iBuyer. So you, you, it's mixed signals coming from a lot of them. But uh, I'll summarize it and bring it down to this. And I buyer, and, uh, what they call an instant buyer. It's it's like you know, here's a quick, fast. We're a buyer. We want to buy your home, and we want to buy it right now. And here's our offer. All right. So it's an instant buyer. It's a real estate company, uh, and, and don't get it twisted. They are a real estate company. A lot of them have uh, licensed brokerages, and they're set up in all of these states all across America, and they are expanding. Okay. So um, they they may have started out um, a lot of. Them them got their roots, believe it or not, in like California. And I'm so I won't say California. I saw Arizona. It was Arizona was like the mothership for like iBuyers. So um, if you look up, if you Google them and look at what their headquarters is, and I know people change, they change their headquarters all the time, but a lot of them kind of started in the Arizona market. It was a, it was a great market to test that theory. And and then once they tested it there, it was kind of like their training ground. It's like the proving ground for our buyers. And then they would expand out into other markets as they grew. You know, one thing I, I believe I failed to mention during that episode is that, you know, those iBuyers, a lot of them, they were getting their money from like VCs and other types of investors and they were startups. And with startups, uh, I didn't realize it. And I'm working in the industry is that, you know, they were trying to figure it out. They they were making a lot of mistakes. They were uh, sometimes hiring wrong, sometimes uh, using the wrong product. But it was uh, definitely an up and down industry. But uh Back to the episode. I have a li- you have a listing appointment coming up. How do you know your competition isn't an eye buyer? You know, in the past, it was another agent, and that's when agents would come in and they'd brag and say about their marketing plan, and they they'd say all these things and they show the buyers their track record. I don't want to say brag, but it's okay to brag if you're doing something well. They will let people know, hey, I've sold this many homes in this area. I've I've I have a great track record. I'm proven, I'm trustworthy, and all of those things. Well, now, you know, you got to think while you're getting ready for that um, listing appointment, you know, has this seller, you know, have has they, have they considered an iBuyer? Uh, 
Okay. Now I know what everyone's saying. Well, they can't offer. They can't get the. You know, they're, they're, they're going to lowball them. They're going to offer them. You know, an, an investors offer and things like that. And if you go to any of their sites, they always say we offer a competitive offer. They do not say that they offer the highest price or the lowest price. They say competitive. They consider themselves a buyer off the street. Okay, somebody who's looked at the home. Actually, someone who hasn't looked at the home as detailed as a buyer off the street would. I mean, they're, they're typically sometimes relying on photos, um, videos of the home, things like that, um, when they use it to create their offer. And, and basically, they're trusting what the seller tells them. So they go with that and they go, OK, well, we're going to trust you. And based on the information we have, we're going to write you a what we consider a competitive offer. One of the key points about that episode that I wanted people to take away was that do the research. Anytime you have a competitor or a competition in, in whatever business you're doing, don't don't just go, I'm better than that person. I'm better than them. And, you know, say all of those things. Do the research. Find out what your niche is. Find out what it is that you truly are better at. And, 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 and you know, highlight those things. Don't just be upset that there's new competition in your space. I think it's competition is always going to come. So just, you know, use that as a, I hope that episode helped. Just go, go do your research. Okay. Okay. So moving right along, then I, I wanted to share with you and, and take a look back at episode 13. This was uh, someone else, a dear friend that I could call and, you know, decided to come on the show. I, I think she was a little apprehensive. Uh, she, she tends to be a little uh, conservative. Let's just say that. But it, it's weird. I mean, yes, she she may come off that way, but she's also like this uh, this wild child, you know, as well, too. So uh, Patty is fun. She, she's an amazing person. Um, I, I just, I, I couldn't wait to, to do this episode with her. And I was so excited that she came on and, and spent some time with me again. It was great reconnecting and just hearing her story. So, Hey, why don't you, uh, have a look, uh, into, um, my friend, uh, my friend's life, uh, Miss Patty. And today we have a special guest an industry award winning professional. Ladies and gentlemen, she's a mother. She's a wife. She's a bit of a metalhead. My homie from the 210, San Antonio, <laughs> Patty. Hi. <laughs> hi, Patty. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. I, yeah. I hear that, uh, you know, we're going to get into it today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to get into some things and stuff like that. Uh, for those of you that know, I love following Patty on Twitter. Maybe she'll want to share her handle, but she has some interesting con uh, content. And I, I just love following you as a character on Twitter. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Here's a little behind the scenes of, you know, kind of how I came up with this episode with, with Patty is that, you know, people come to me and that's actually how EJ and I from earlier in the season uh, kind of connected. He was in the process of like trying to find a brokerage. He had just got his license. And, you know, I wanted to get Patty on because she had like all of that experience with working in real estate offices. I wanted her to come on and, and share with people that each brokerage is like not the same. And you know, there's a lot to consider. I mean, when it comes to selecting a brokerage, what would you say too? I want to talk about you've, you've also managed and oversaw the small boutique brokerage, the little small ones. And you've seen the, the big box one that like that size, like 700 plus, like, what do you see as the differences between the two? I mean, because people come to me and they're like trying to pick their brokerage brokerages. Mm -hmm. 
And they're like, Rodney, you know, like, what do I do? Do I go for like the big box guys or, or do I go for something small and like I can know everybody in the office? Like, what, what do you think? What would you say? So for me, in my experience, the smaller boutique offices here um, catered to people who had been in the industry for a while. So they didn't have any kind of, as a newer agent, any kind of uh, training. They had more their continuing education or maybe talking about market shifts or, or things of that nature, but not necessarily teaching you your basics. So uh, your bigger box office um, brokerages, what I saw was that there was a lot of training. There was uh, training just teaching your basics, your phone calls, your door knocks, um, how to work the people, you know, work with the people that you know, which is uh, building your sphere of influence and um, working by referral, because that's pretty much what you end up doing right at the beginning. You're telling everyone you're an agent and uh, generating business that way until you start working by referral and word of mouth um, and your and your business starts to grow. You'll also with the bigger offices will have something sometimes called like phone duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have them with the smaller offices, but the smaller offices with the <clears throat> agents who have been there for a while, they, you know, brand themselves. They have their phone numbers on their signs where the bigger offices, since people are just starting, they have just a very general generic number. And these phone calls got to come in. Somebody's got to take them. And that's yeah. another way you can generate business by uh, talking to people who are just calling in, inquiring about a house. That may not be the house for them. You might get uh, appointments and then actually take them to go somewhere else and, and sell them a home uh, that fits their needs. Okay. So that's what I saw as as a major difference. Um, oh, and I, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but you mentioned your title. And can you remind everybody what that was then? So director of agent services was just, a, well, I want to say just, but it was a fancy name for office manager. Essentially, I in-process people, uh, people who are coming off of recruitment and getting ready to join the office. I was getting their uh, license either activated or transferred, making sure that they joined the board, making sure they had uh, all the tools that they needed to begin, like uh, business cards and name tags, uh, things of that nature. And then also um, all the people who had been in the office. So that was like at the end by 700 plus people just making sure they remained licensed yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I had to start you know reminding them that they needed to do their CE yeah. before time ran out uh, <laughs> uh, CEs are, are continuing <laughs> education it's something that uh, in in depending on your state and your location you uh, your your licensing board will require you to maintain a level of uh, competency. So you have to take these continuing education courses. I think doctors do it and a lot of other yeah. professions do it as well, too. Uh, yeah, but, for sure. but I kind of I, I know when I met you, you mm-hmm. were like the. OK, so Patty dropped a lot of gems in episode 13. Definitely go back and, and listen to it for yourself. Uh, if you're, you know, just maybe thinking about, uh, you know, getting into this industry or it, it doesn't matter just real estate. I mean, I think she gave some good tips for like any type of offices uh, or working in an office, whether it's a large office or a small office and kind of understanding the the front end and that there's also a back end um, to these offices and brokerages and all of these things. 
So shout out to Patty uh, for, for doing that and sharing that information uh, with me and with us. And it's funny that, that she mentioned that uh, towards the end there that uh, she's like the first friend in the office. And, and after all of this time, she's still uh, my friend. Hey, look at the time. I I just noticed this. I mean, I mean, come on. This is almost an hour. And the name of the show is Tell Me More Rodney. And I got so many more people uh, to thank and to to to, you know, things to reflect on um, from season one. I I guess I may have to break this up into uh, maybe uh, part one, part two, something like that. Who knows? But, um, you know, Rodney has a rule. You know, you get up past a certain time. It just just, starts to feel preachy. And um, I, I don't like too long of, of episodes and, and things like that, but uh, hence the name Tell Me More, Rodney. So I guess uh, I have to tell you more about season one later. This has been Tell Me More, Rodney, and I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. Enjoy. Have a wonderful day, people. And again, if you come back, maybe I will.